0: Good evening, everybody. This is the Gorilla Man, and you're listening to the Gorilla Man Podcast. On tonight's episode, I'm going to be talking about my experience with Bigfoot. Yes, that Bigfoot. I know it may be hard to understand or even believe, but they are real. When I was 10 years old, I went down and I stayed with my uncle who lived down by the river in the woods I remember going there every single weekend in the summertime he would take me fishing and we would go to the races every Saturday night anyways I remember distinctly it was on a Saturday morning I woke up and I went into the uh, machine shed or the race cars workshop as I called it And got his four-wheeler out and decided to ride it around down into the woods, on the trails, down by the river and everything. I must have been riding all day long and lost track of time. Because my uncle was yelling for me to tell me to, you know, we had to go, we were in a hurry, we were running late as it was. And, uh... We had to get going, so basically he told me to park the four-wheeler behind the machine shop and that we would put it away later when we get back from the races. So I went ahead and did that and got on the school bus that we use for a race car hauler and went to the races and later that night got back probably, I would say, close to 11 o'clock at night, 11.30 maybe, but I remember it was so dark out like there was not a star in the sky you couldn't really see the moon it was this pitch dark almost eerie feeling you know kind of came over me my uncle tossed me the keys to the four wheeler and said grab the four wheeler and bring it in the shop and I'll unload the race car and we'll uh, get that put in and we'll go inside and get a late night snack and go to bed So I grabbed a flashlight and took the keys and started heading towards the four-wheeler and I remember smelling something that smelled like really stinky garbage and almost like a wet dog. It didn't make a whole lot of sense because my uncle didn't own any pet animals or nothing. So I just kind of didn't think much of it. I get to the four wheeler and I could just uh, the smell was just growing increasingly worse. So I turned on my flashlight and started shining it all around the the area back behind the shed. I couldn't see nothing. It was just so damn dark. You couldn't even see in front of your face without a flashlight. So I started up the four wheeler and all of a sudden this huge bang like, happened right behind the shed, and my uncle, he kept a lot of his spare race car parts behind the shed and stuff, like old doors or whatever, I just assumed it was like a raccoon or something that maybe I startled it or whatever, and it fell down or, or jumped off of the, off of a race car part or something, so I didn't know, I didn't think nothing of it, turn on the lights, and next thing you know, I can see what the hell was making that smell, it was... It's a big-ass fucking Bigfoot. There's nothing else I can say about it. Like, I didn't know nothing about Bigfoot back then. Only thing I remember is... ...watching that movie Harry and the Hendersons, and... ...it didn't look nothing like that. It was... ...in my opinion... ...scarier... ...and... ...something that I never want to see ever again. That's for damn sure. From what I could tell... It was probably close to seven to f- seven to eight feet tall. It had like a dirtyish red colored hair from head to toe. I couldn't tell if it was a male or a female because it just kind of... It, it, it was just too dark. I couldn't see what the heck it was. The only thing I could really tell was like his facial features. It, it looked more humanoid like like an actual person in the face, it was like really like a palish gray color it's hard to describe but he, he was just kind of like swaying back and forth and it just like shook me from head to toe Like it, it shook me to my core I couldn't even move I was so afraid of this, of this thing and what it could have done to me but it just stood there just looking at me His eyes glowed red... With the reflection from the... Headlights from the four-wheeler... And he kind of let out this little grunt... Like... Don't even think about coming any closer... Which... No way in fucking hell would I ever have fucking done that... Just the fact of the matter is... Like... I was just so scared... Like I don't know if I pissed myself or what... But... I was scared... I just know that... Anyways my uncle was kind of wondering like you know what the hell is taking him so long so he like yelled for me to come and put the four wheeler away and I I didn't dare say a word I was just frozen like I I didn't know what to do and that thing just kept looking at me and swaying back and forth like testing me so then my uncle just came out of nowhere It's like what are you doing you know what's taking so long and he comes around the shed and he sees what I'm looking at, and it's just like I don't know if his instinct took over. Or he just like, get off the four wheeler, and he kind of like shoved me, and the thing, just left out, let out this horrific, blood curdling scream, louder than anybody, or anyone. That, could ever, like at least a human being, no way in hell that they could ever possibly scream as loud as this thing did (sighs) sorry it just I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it still anyways the thing took off just breaking tree branches and everything behind him and my uncle jumped on the four wheeler and took off after it now my uncle he was a monster of a man he stood probably close to six foot eight, two hundred and fifty pounds ish, or whatever. But this thing, Bigfoot or whatever the fuck it was, it dwarfed him. It was close to eight feet tall, seven to eight feet tall, and I, if I had to guess, it was probably close to five hundred pounds. It was just a monster, and where we lived, you know, there's there's no bears here in Iowa. At least none that have ever been recorded. We have maybe a few mountain lions, but that's about it. And that's very, very, very seldom that we get those. So I knew it was something that I had never seen before. My uncle takes off, and as he's taking off, he's yelling at me to get my ass in the shed and lock the door behind me. So I did. I just took off running as fast as I could and got into the shed and closed the door and latched it behind me and I was just so freaking scared I didn't know what to do I just stood there next to the race car and just shook you know I was just like trying to my mind was just trying to adapt to what the hell I just saw because it didn't make any fucking sense to me I've never seen anything like that before in my life about 30 minutes go by and I'm getting really worried at this time. I'm just not understanding where the hell my uncle is. You know, whether if he's dead or alive. So, 30 minutes go by. My uncle, I can start hearing the four-wheeler coming closer to the shop. And he starts pounding on the door to open up. And I open the door and I instantly run up to him and just give him a hug. Cause I was just so scared, and he told me he's like, "Don't worry, everything's gonna be okay. You're safe now." It's like, "I'm gonna put the four away, and then I'll take you home." And I, I was irate. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go anywhere. I wanted to stay with him that night, you know, because I didn't want him to be alone with that thing down in the woods. But he told me straight up that, "No, we need to go." We need to take you home, and i got to talk to your father. So he drove me home, and I went upstairs, you know, kind of throwing a temper tantrum in a sense, because I didn't want to come home. I wanted to stay with him. So I crawled up in the bed, and I had the windows open, and my uncle and my dad went outside. And they were talking. I remember my dad kind of, like, laughing it off like he was... Like my uncle was joking with him and stuff. My uncle wasn't one to to joke around about anything. He was a pretty serious guy. He had a good sense of humor, but he would never joke about something like that. So my dad just kind of froze in his tracks and he basically said, Well, then I don't want him going down there anymore with you. at At least not at night anymore. Or stay in the night. My uncle agreed. That really really made me upset but when you're a 10 year old kid you don't really have much say into anything anymore so that was essentially the last time I ever got to stay the night at my uncle's house fast forward about a year later my uncle kills himself not 100% sure of what possessed him to do that could have been money problems, could have been relationship problems but the fact of the matter is he killed himself and I'll never see him ever again so my dad and I were pretty much put in charge of going down to his house and cleaning out his house and his machine shed and throwing away everything that needed to be thrown away And I walked back by the behind the machine shed and stood there for a little bit, kind of looking in the woods. I didn't know what I was going to see. I walked up to one of his old uh, race car shells that were sitting back there and noticed there was like a container with, uh, looked like I don't know, just kind of like a uh, table scraps or whatever. I asked my dad. I was like, "Hey, Dad, what's what's up with this? You know, did Virgil have a pet or something?" My dad's like, "No. Like, remember that night when you and your uncle saw that that thing or whatever?" I said, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, your uncle's been feeding it for the last year." like every night before he goes to bed he would leave out his table scraps and, and a couple apples so I could see like apple cores on the ground I didn't really it just kind of like didn't make a whole lot of sense I mean it I guess it did but it did to my uncle I guess but to me I, w- I would be scared to death to know that that thing was coming back and eating every night So, I asked my dad. I was like, "Well, did you? Did he say anything about what happened that night that he took off after it on the four wheeler?" My dad's like, "Well, he said that he got after it and and it got probably close to thirty yards away from him, and that's about all the further that my uncle could catch him with, you know, like the distance wise. About the only." only kind of ground that he could catch on him but the thing was just so damn fast my uncle just could not catch him could not keep up with him it was just so fucking fast and my uncle had a fast four wheeler it was I would say like a 450 something like a Honda or Yamaha I can't can't remember exactly what make it was but it was a fast four wheeler and my uncle could not catch it not to save his life My dad asked him, too, like, what would you have done if the damn thing would have turned around and came back after you? My uncle was like, you know, I didn't think that much that far ahead or whatever. I'm fucking sure the hell glad that it didn't. (laughs) You know, I look at it now that I'm 35 years old. I drove down by my uncle's house the other day and It's pretty much all caved in, and on it's nobody. You can tell nobody's lived in it for 20 years or better, because it's like it's abandoned and like brush and everything overgrown brushes all over, and the machine shed has vines growing all over top of it. Looks like it's about ready to cave in on itself. I just think to myself every once in a while when I drive past it if that thing's out in the woods waiting for its next meal or wondering where my uncle went or if it's even still around here anymore but I'm telling you now there are Bigfoots here in Iowa so always keep your eye out especially when you're in the woods especially at night Thank you for listening to my episode. You are listening to the Gorilla Man Podcast. Later.